Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God on this Easter Monday, April the 25th, 2022. Good morning to you. Companies not caving in to woke identity politics? Does that even exist? Well, it does, in fact. You might recall that, uh, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago now, we talked about Agard, a watch company out of Florida who is not putting up with the woke identity politics game. In fact, they produced uh, several commercials that sort of stand in contrast to this world that we live in today. Well, Google has punished them for doing so, and we've invited their CEO, Ilan Shurlovich, on to discuss that. He's coming up at 35 past the hour. You might have heard over the weekend that uh, President Macron has uh, won re-election the first time in 20 years, I'm, I think, if I've not uh, been mistaken about that, defeating Le Pen, who they consider to be on the far right. A Colorado man has burned himself alive on the steps of the, of the Supreme Court. The mRNA COVID vaccine, according to recent studies and reports, is tied to risks of myocarditis and a massive, uh, according to a massive Nordic study. And the army is testing swarm drones out in the Utah desert this month. <laughs> That's some good news for you. Good morning to Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. You know, and you ever realize that mm-hmm. uh, when they call somebody far right, it just means that they have nationalistic ideas. Yes. I want to talk a little bit about that coming up <laughs> at 15 past the hour. Exactly. That very point, I think, is very fascinating. But swarm drones from the Army? Swarm drones. Yeah. What are they going to do? I mean, do they just sit around and watch Hollywood movies all day and say, <laughs> we can do that. We can totally do that. Are they going to do light shows? You know, I've seen people do that. with the, the Chinese are famous for their swarm drone light shows. Hmm. But these, I don't think, are meant for light shows. Oh. This is something different. Speaking of different, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. You know what's different about you, sir? Um, so many things. I was just so gonna, I was just going to say the tie. You don't, you're not wearing a tie, do Yeah, you? I'm not Ooh. wearing my tie. Are you I feeling confident today? <laughs> not at all. I'm very oh, in, unconfident. Unconfident. No tie. How was your weekend anyway? It was great. It was great. We had a great low Sunday. So that was... Uh, Yesterday it was Quasimodo Sunday. Quasimodo Sunday is another <laughs> name for it, uh, coming from the introit Quasimodo, which is uh, you know going back to Hunchback of Notre Dame, yeah. half made up, uh, very interesting. But uh, praise be to God, it was good. I went half to biking up. on Saturday. Uh, yeah, how'd that go? It was good. Uh, biking, you know, very different from running. I feel like I can run further than I can bike. It's like a just really? working, working different what? muscles, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was exhausted. <laughs> I was exhausted after biking like three miles, and I can run five. So I was like, hmm. I don't know. It was exhausting. Maybe the so. seat wasn't adjusted well, and you maybe were too low. And or maybe I'm using the wrong gear. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fun. Praise be to God. Uh, Rudy, anything fun over the weekend? Well, I got to see a man... You know, a man just look out into Mm. his territory, Mm -hmm. his castle, Mm. and I saw his Mm. pleased look on his face. Uh, And that man 
was Joe McLean. The look of contentment. Lovely family, Joe. <laughs> Lovely the, family. Did you say the, the territory? <laughs> I don't know that my backyard qualifies You know, like a king looks over his castle and he's like, yeah, this is my castle. The seven and a half inch backyard. I don't think qualifies, but okay. Praise be to God. It was fun having you guys over. Yeah, thanks for having us over. You have a lovely family. It praise be to great. God. So do you. It was uh, it was good. Uh, my kids obviously love all things baby. So it's like you bring a baby over and poof, and they serenaded us with uh, a great concert. So it was fun. You. Yeah, praise <laughs> be to God. Well, we're going to have a great show today, and this whole week is, as a matter of fact, we have some very interesting conversations coming your way. Uh, you know, this whole week. So stick around for that. E. Michael Jones is going to be making another appearance on the program. It's been, oof, Adrian, what would you say? It's been seven, eight months? Almost a year, I'd Almost a year. Yeah. So it's been a long time. So we're looking forward to that. That's coming up this week and a lot more. So let's pray. Let's get started. Like I said, Elon Shurlovich from Egard Watches is going to come on to talk about Google censorship. But we want to talk about nationalism at 15 past. All that and more. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Monday, April 24th. The month is almost over, but these are your headline news this morning. Washington Examiner reports searchers identify a Texas soldier who drowned while trying to rescue migrants. Searchers have been trying to recover the body of Texas Army National Guard Specialist Bishop E. Evans for two days. Evans, who was 22, was a field artilleryman from Arlington, Texas, who joined the National Guard in May 2019. He had observed a group of people crossing from the Mexican shore through the turbulent water when two people in the group appeared to be drowning. The soldier took off his walkie-talkie and body armor and ran into the water to rescue them, but he didn't make it out. New York Times reports, climate change activist dies after setting himself on fire at Supreme Court. A man who set himself on fire in front of the Supreme Court on Friday in an Earth Day protest against so-called climate change has died. The Metro Police said that Wynn Bruce of Boulder, Colorado had died on Saturday from his injuries after being airlifted to a hospital following the incident. Bruce identified as Buddhist and set himself on fire in, a, in an apparent imitation of Vietnamese monks who burned themselves to death in protests during the Vietnam War. The Houston Chronicle reports Exxon's ban on LGBTQ Black Lives Matter flags at Houston headquarters sparks employee backlash. Exxon updated company guidance on what flags can be displayed outside its offices, banning external position flags such as Pride and Black Lives Matter. In response, members of Exxon's Pride Houston chapter are refusing to represent the company at the city's June 25th Pride celebration following an employee group email. Breitbart reports Ron DeSantis signs bill dismantling Disney's special tax jurisdiction into law. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed legislation into law Friday intended to dissolve Disney's special tax and governing jurisdiction in Florida. The Republican lawmakers' intent to dismantle the corporate carve-out followed after Disney CEO Bob Chapek pledged to oppose the state's parental rights in education law. And, embattled, and the embattled entertainment brand is openly pushing LGBT content to young audiences. 
At the bill signing, DeSantis defended the bill, saying, You're a corporation based in Burbank, California, and you're going to marshal your economic might to attack the parents of my state. We view that as a provocation, and we're going to fight against it. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you. That Earth Day story reminded me, didn't that guy who founded Earth Day murder and compost his girlfriend? Anyway, the saints of the day, there's going to be two today, is Saints Mark and Ananias. And you'll see there's a slight connection between these two saints. Bishop and aid of St. Mark was St. Ananias. Boy, there's your connection. In the apocryphal Acts of Mark, Ananias is described as the second bishop of Alexandria in Egypt. And Mark states that Ananias was originally a shoemaker. Others list him as a nobleman, but he, most people agree that he was, in fact, a shoemaker. As St. Mark was entering Rakotis, a suburb of Alexandria, after his trip from Sirna to the Pentopolis, the strap of his sandal fell off. He found a cobbler, who was St. Ananias, to repair it. While he was working on the sandal, the awl slipped in Ananias' hand, piercing it. Ananias cried out, Heis Hotheus, which is, God is one, in response to the pain. Mark took the opportunity to preach the gospel of Christianity to him, at the same time reportedly miraculously healing Ananias of his wound. In any event, Mark was invited to Ananias' home, where he taught Ananias' family the gospel and baptized them all. A large number of natives of the area were quickly converted by Mark and his followers, causing those citizens who did not convert to feel obliged to defend their local gods against the new faith. Mark, the outsider, decided it would be best if he were to leave the area for a while. He ordained Ananias to be bishop in his absence, and he also ordained three presbyters and seven deacons at the same time, charging the group of them to watch over the church in the area of, while he was gone. Mark was gone for a period of two years, during which time he is said to have gone to Rome, Aquilia, and the Pentopolis. There he was preaching, performing miracles, and winning converts to Christianity at each location. On Mark's return, he found that the church in Alexandria had grown significantly, and that they were able to build a church for themselves. Following the martyrdom of Mark, Ananias became the patriarch of the church in Alexandria. He would remain in that capacity for over 17 and one-half years. During that time, the number of Christians in the area grew significantly. Ananias died in bed and was buried next to Mark at the church of the Baku, 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 I can't say this word, the Baukalis. It's a matter of some dispute whether Ananias was the first or second patriarch of Alexandria, and the Catholic Church and some others hold that Ananias was the first patriarch. The Coptic Orthodox Church of Alexandria holds that Mark was the first patriarch of Alexandria, making Ananias the second. Saints Mark and Ananias... Pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 20. Jesus appeared to the eleven and said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Then the Lord Jesus 
after he spoke to them, was taken up into heaven and took his seat at the right hand of God. But they went forth and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word through accompanying signs. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Gregory the Great would say, Perhaps someone will say within himself, I have already believed. I shall be saved. He says true, if his faith be supported by good works. For that only is true faith, which does not contradict in works what is believed in words. Close quote, St. Gregory the Great. Pray for us. The Venerable Bede would say, What shall we say here about infants, who by reason of their age cannot yet believe? For as to older persons there is no question. In the church, then, our Savior, children, believe by others, as also they drew from others the sins which are remitted in them or to them in baptism. Close quote, the Venerable Bede, pray for us. I love these two passages, these two quotes here from St. Gregory and Venerable B because they point out several key issues here. But let me reiterate the very important line in this particular passage today. Go forth into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Is there an exception here to some creatures and not others? Not according to St. Gregory the Great. He makes it clear, for the gospel is preached to every creature because he is taught by it, for whose sake all are created, whom all things are in some way like, and from whom therefore they are not alien. By the name of every creature also every nation of the Gentiles may be meant. Close quote, St. Gregory the Great. So every creature, this is the mission of the church, the clear words of our Lord in Mark's gospel today. There is no ambiguity here, no beating around the bush, and no getting creative with it. You must preach the gospel to every creature on planet earth. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Pretty simple. Baptism is necessary. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. Golly gee whiz, not everybody ends up in heaven, do they? It makes it very clear from the gospel today. So what would you say is the most charitable thing we can do for every person on the planet is to preach the good news, the good, the true, and the beautiful, to preach the gospel to them and try to baptize as many as is possible. That is the most charitable thing we can do as Catholics today. And yet, is that our mission? When was the last time you heard what the mission was to baptize every person in your community. When was the last time you heard it preached from a pulpit that the mission of the church was to baptize your neighbors, the strangers that live across the way, the, the businesses that sell pornography or filth or abortion? We're supposed to baptize those people after we preach the good news. Let us get back to the mission of the church before it's too late for so many souls. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever dialogued with someone who espouses relativism, which says there is no truth or it might be true for you, but not for me? It's pretty frustrating. Deep down, we know these claims are false, but we often don't know why. Here's the reason. To say there is no truth is a contradiction. The assertion is tantamount to saying it's true that there is no truth. Plain absurdity. Now, the other position, there is no absolute truth, just truth relative to the individual set of beliefs, is problematic as well. The usage of the verb is implies an assertion about the objective order of things. 
It's the same thing as saying it's absolutely true that there is no absolute truth, which of course is a contradiction. No matter how the relativist slices the pie, he ends up with a contradiction, making relativism an unreasonable worldview. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Men, it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Egard Watch CEO, Elon Shurlovich, is going to be our guest coming up at 35 past the hour. Uh, an actor, Hollywood actor, by the way. Uh, he played in a, mo- a film with Mark Wahlberg. He was in The Walking Dead and other stuff. He's also the CEO of a watch company. He's coming up at 35 to talk about... Uh, his company trying to stand up for the dignity of women and men and police and fighting back against identity politics and then getting canceled in the process. So we're going to talk to him about that coming up. So stick around for that if you can. But uh, there are, as I say, several stories in the news that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure they are to you as well. Here's a story out of the Daily Wire. Catholic priest nun injured in stabbing attack at French church. A man stabbed a Catholic priest several times and injured a nun at a French church on Sunday after shouting, quote, we have to kill Macron, close quote. Both the priest and the nun survived the attack, praise be to God, which took place at the Church of Nice beside the French Riviera. The motives of the subject, of the suspect rather, who was taken into custody by police are still unclear, although his mental faculties had been under watch. The nun, Sister Marie-Claude, was injured while trying to stop the attacker from stabbing the priest, Father Christophe. Her actions were praised as heroic, and she was credited for having extraordinary courage. Both were at the, uh, the Inglés Saint-Pierre-Diaran-Denis. Please don't send your hate mail. I know I did. I, I brutalized French. I failed French in the sixth grade. I'm, I'm very sorry. Mea culpa. The Catholic Church was then assault. Was then assault the Catholic Church, when the assault unfolded. Quote, speaking with reporters at the scene, Nice Mayor Christian Estorsi described the suspect as mentally unstable French national who was born in Friot, uh, a port town uh, in the French Riviera. Let's just, just cut to the chase here. French Riviera, we're talking about that. I don't want to say all these names and get them wrong every time. It's too embarrassing. Bottom line here is you have a ultra-right national attacking a priest and a nun. Well, what's going on in France? Well, as we reported, the French President Macron wins his second term over right-wing candidate Le Pen. Here's another article out of the Daily Wire. French President Emmanuel Macron has won a second term, according to pollsters. Macron forced, faced off against Marie Le Pen in a runoff election held on Sunday. Why, why, eldest daughter of the Catholic Church, are you holding elections on Sunday? I'm just curious. And why is the Catholic Church tolerating elections to be held on the Lord's Day in the country that is 
is labeled the eldest daughter of the church. It's time for you to fight back against the French Revolution. I'm just saying. It's time to fight back. Pollsters uh, predicted an hour before voting closed in the country that Macron would easily win, beating Le Pen by nearly 17 points. Quote, President Macron is expected to take 58.2% of the vote to Le Pen's 41.8%, according to analysis of voting data by pollsters. Shortly after the predictions, Le Pen conceded, stating, quote, a great wind of freedom could have blown over our country. The fate of the ballot box wanted otherwise, close quote. She concluded her concession speech by promising to continue fighting for France. Quote, I will not abandon the French. Vive la France, close quote, Le Pen said. Le Pen gained support as a nationalist candidate who focused on an extreme France first agenda, standing against NATO and immigration. She also vowed to ban Muslim women from wearing headscarves in public, something Macron quickly criticized as dangerously xenophobic. Quote, I'm telling it in a very clear manner. I think the headscarf is a uniform imposed by Islamists, close quote, Le Pen said, according to the Daily Mail. The race became heated last week when during a debate on Wednesday night, Le Pen pledged to ban headscarves in public and Macron accused her of being quote, in the grip of Russia, close quote. Boy, it seems like that's the favorite phrase of anybody who, it's like, you're, you're, you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're a Russia lover, and it's just, those are the tools in the toolbox to manipulate your opponents, apparently. Macron claimed that Le Pen is still, try, is still paying back money to a Moscow bank as Russia invades Ukraine. Quote, war is raging on the continent, Macron said in the debate. Times are very dangerous indeed. Russia is strengthening its offensive, and this will lead to more human disasters, he added. After the debate, polls showed Le Pen dropped uh, among voters. Quote, survey results published hours after the face-off showed Macron on 59% of the vote. And his right-wing, uh, right-wing, right rival on 39%, with 2% abstentions, close quote, the Daily Mail reported. Now, the... In Macron's acceptance speech, he made it very clear that he realized that a large number of French citizens voted not for him, but voted against Le Pen. Now, it's, it's interesting to me because the word nationalist, nationalism gets tossed around quite a bit, and it gets manipulated quite a bit as well. When we say nationalist, what comes to mind, Rudy? What was the first thought that comes to your mind? Nationalist, right-wing what comes to your mind? Oh, well, you know, I imagine somebody goose-stepping down the road. Yeah. <laughs> With big boots and, uh, and, you know, and lockstep. And we think of Nazis. Yeah. The word, you know, they sort of they've become synonymous. Now, it's interesting because Nazis and uh, those Nazis that are serving in the Azov Battalion in Ukraine, for instance, uh, or the Nazis that uh, have uh, still existed in Germany, in United Kingdom, in Russia, in Finland, you know, you see them all over. They, we've got them here in America, for crying out loud. You know, what's interesting about the Nazis is they really are embracing at their heart the pagan culture of pre-Christian Europe. Mm. They want to make paganism great again, which reminded me of Julian the Apostate, the emperor who, who was, uh, you know, obviously very wounded over the slaughter of his family by Constantine's family. And uh, so when he got to, got to the big throne, what did he do? He, he wanted to make paganism great again. He wanted to fight back against Christianity, whom he blamed for the downfall of his family. And so he had himself baptized in bull's blood to wash away 
quote, air quotes, his own baptism. Well, the Nazis <laughs> are doing something very similar to that. They, uh, under Hitler, they embraced their pagan roots. They wanted to bring back European paganism, in which they, saw, they thought would make them more superior. Um, and they're doing it again today. That's exactly at the heart of it all. But they use that as a lens to bash anybody who has nationalist tendencies. And they use the word far right to also describe that. So if you want sovereign borders, you're a, you must be a Nazi, right? Yeah, if you're conservative, you're far right. Yeah. Super far right. So, and, they, and that's the other thing. Are <laughs> Nazis far right? I, I mean, no. socialists. No. Socialism that's, is not that's far leftist. right. It's leftist. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Nazis and communists were always at war with each other because they had different opinions on how to, how to employ socialism in society. One would cooperate with private enterprise. That's the nationalists, the socialists, the, the, the fascists. They would cooperate with privately owned companies. But uh, communists said, no, we would just own all the companies, and we would be in control of everything. So it was, it was a disagreement among brothers of communists and socialist ideals and how to, how to control society. But ultimately, if you just simply want sovereign borders, if you want to maintain your cultural identity, then you must be a Nazi, apparently, because they've labeled Le Pen that. And they label anybody who has these ideas uh, in this sort of rhetoric, and I find it incredibly dangerous. And they also get to control the narrative, right? They get to, they get to say who gets a voice, who gets a platform, who gets a say in society, and they get to control uh, this sort of revisionist history. And it just boggle, bogg boggles my mind that we as people put up with this. You know, it's interesting because we uh, as a society, after the Nuremberg trials, and we, the condemnation of Nazism, and rightfully so, I feel like I, I'm obligated to make the hedging and say I'm against Nazis, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but the, the problem with the whole anti-Nazi thing was that we did it to the exclusion of the communist. And because right. the communists were allies to the U.S. During, the world, during World War II, and then obviously during the Cold War it became a whole different thing. But... Because of this, we have this, the Nazis are the boogeyman, and they're the only bad guys that yes. the West can perceive of. And yeah. so whenever we try to categorize someone as a bad guy, we say, well, you're a Nazi. Because yeah. that's the only kind of language we have. Yet, yeah. yet communism has killed more people than Nazism has. Yeah. Uh, through Mao, through Stalin, through uh, other countries all over the world, Cuba, yeah. and this uh, this idea, I think, is very dangerous that we have this only one vision of what is evil, and that's Nazism. And this is, uh, I think this is a grave error that's going to lead people to, and that's why people always excuse people of being a Nazi. Mm -hmm. And that's why we feel ob obligated in every circumstance to be like, I'm not a Nazi, I condemn Nazism, before <laughs> yeah. saying anything. It's like, you should, we should have this benefit of doubt that we re recognize that someone's not a Nazi unless yeah. they actually say something that is related to Nazi ideology. Right. Uh, but we don't. We don't have the ideas. We also, uh, we have this weird approach, a weird application to being anti-nationalist. We're happy to let other cultures embrace their culture and, and even help them celebrate that culture. It could be almost anybody other than Caucasian and European. And we're like, oh, yes, I'm so glad you embraced this culture. Help, help, you know, let me help you uh, embrace your culture with you. Like uh, the Amazonian, you know, uh, endeavor within the Catholic Church right now. Oh, you know, what's funny about <laughs> that whole situation 
is that during the Amazon Synod, they actually brought in a chieftain who yeah. was a Catholic who had converted to the Catholic faith, who was evangelizing, who went out to the West and got an education. Mm. And he came out, and he came in his full uh, chieftain regalia right. and came and said, I am grateful for the West for converting my country and making us Catholic and baptizing us. <laughs> and everybody freaked Wait out because the mentality is, no, you have to be celebrating your culture. And this goes back to what you were saying, Joe, yeah. during the first segment on when you were commentating on the gospel. We are called to baptize, and yet the people in the Amazon Synod were bragging that I hadn't baptized anyone in 50 years. Yeah. It's like, how does that, how does that happen? Because yeah. they're celebrating these cultures, qua culture. They're celebrating the culture just because it's unique. And not because of the right. good that's in the culture, yeah. which we have to recognize the good in certain cultures and the bad in certain cultures. And our creator, God, you know, he didn't create like the, just the white Europeans. He created every creature on planet Earth. The diversity of mankind is impressive. It is, uh, it is a part of the glory of God. That look, look at the, the sheer diversity that he has created. Creatures in the sea that we don't even know exist that he created just because... And when we find them, our minds are blown. That is the glory of God. It is the glory of God to see such diversity, in my opinion. And yet, when we embrace these pagan cultures, and we do as the Lord commanded us to go forth and to preach all to all creatures, the good, the true, and the beautiful, the gospel message, and to baptize them, the church was hierarchical from day one. He was speaking not to you and me. I'm sorry. I'm so, please listen carefully. When the Lord preached to this passage today, you and I were not included. We were flies on the wall listening to the conversation. He was speaking to his 12. He was speaking to his apostles. They are to go. There to go out. That church is hierarchical. And when they died, other men filled their office. Other men were ordained and to fill their spots. The church is hierarchical and sacramental, and it has one mission, to go forth and to preach the good news. Let us not be afraid of the world world. Let's stand up to it. In fact, we're going to talk to Elon Shurovich about that very thing. Coming up next. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to the Men's March from the University of Dallas and as seen on EWTN. What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? Think of the, the challenges that we have coming from our culture. We really need the virtue of courage. Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest. All episodes streaming now at quest.udallas.edu. 
Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now, more headlines. The Hill reports Philadelphia to end mask mandate days after reinstating it. The Epic Times reports Wisconsin city clerk sued an illegal ballot harvesting scheme. A new legal complaint filed with the Wisconsin Elections Commission claims the city clerk of Green Bay, Wisconsin, participated in illegal absentee ballot harvesting in the local election on April 5th. Several voters reported seeing city clerk Celestine Jeffries accepting multiple absentee ballots from the hand of a single person several times, according to Eric Cardall, special counsel with the Thomas More Society, a non-for-profit public interest law firm. Breitbart reports Spanish population growth in 2021 entirely due to immigration. Figures from the Spanish National Institute of Statistics have revealed that the Spanish population increased by over 50,000 people last year, with all of the growth driven by immigration. The number of Spanish citizens fell by 21,920 people last year, while the number of foreigners increased by 72,410. And LiveSite reports Vatican hosts a youth concert with pro-LGBT singer. Pope Francis makes an appearance. The Vatican hosted an Easter Monday papal concert for young people featuring a singer who won a contest with a homoerotic pop song. The main singer for the concert was a teenage gay icon named Blanco, who won the San Remo 2022 music festival with the sexually suggestive song Bruvidi, which means chills which he sang as a duo with a 29-year-old uh, man. The Easter Monday event at which Pope Francis appeared was sponsored by the Italian Bishops' Conference, held at St. Peter's Square on April 18th. The concert drew an estimated 80,000 young people from around Italy. How is that for optics? And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God and all thanks. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Joining us right now via Zoom chat is Ilan Surlovich. He is the CEO of... Egard watches an actor, a teacher, a fighter, and uh, we're very grateful for your time today. Good morning to you, Mr. Shurlovich. Morning. Thank you for having me on. A couple of, I guess a week and a half ago, I caught the, the news about your commercial about uh, women, and we played part of it on our program, and, and I spent some time discussing it, and I have to say, I was very proud that there was at least one company out there who had the courage uh, to stand up against woke identity politics. Uh, tell me about Agard. Tell me about why you decided to do this. Well, I started the company for my father. It's the biggest platform I have. Uh, a lot of what I'm trying to do with the company nowadays is not only to make nice watches, but to kind of uh, honor our values and put out into the world what we think is uh, positive messaging in a time where no other companies are willing to do that. You know, there, it's not the first time we've kind of stood up for what we believe in. We did a video called What is a Man? Uh, right after the Gillette video, we did one called Speak Truth, uh, which was to humanize police in the height of the defund police movement. We did one called What is Freedom, uh, right in the middle of the mandates. And so, you know, there's kind of a history now of us doing this. And I think it's important for companies to do this because it allows other companies to do it. It allows cultural change to happen. If no one sees representation of their point of view in society, they're going to believe that they're in the minority when, in fact, they very well may be in the majority. And I truly believe that's the case. So I'm just trying to open the door for other companies to do this for potentially people in Hollywood to finally start speaking out because there's a lot of people who are just quiet there out of fear of losing their jobs. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the whole idea behind it. it, it 
So many companies. I mean, I'm, one of the points I made when we played a part of your commercial was when uh, the Planned Parenthood thing was happening and we were trying to defund abortion. I mean, company after I was like, it was like 200 CEOs came out to say that they would ban, uh, you know, their their companies in Atlanta or in Georgia itself. And mm -hmm. and there was so much pushback. And it seems today that the wind barely needs to even blow before some CEO, some company somewhere is aligning themselves to some woke ideology and this gender politics is in full swing. I mean, golly gee whiz, if they, if they have a product, why not just make a great product and not get involved? Why do companies feel the need to be involved at all? I think we exist in a time where there's a, you know, a group of people, whether it's in media, whether it's in big tech, whether it's corporate America, uh, that's trying to invert truth. I think there's extreme identity politics being pushed. It's a denial of the individual. It's a denial of what makes you special. You know, this is a religious channel, so we can talk about it very, very comfortably here. But, it, you know, if God created everyone to be unique and, and uh, you know, loves them, then that's where their value is. Instead, what they're doing is they're saying, no, you have no value. You need to create a group identity. And through that group identity, whether it's the transgender movement, whatever that group, extreme group identity is created to give you value, otherwise you have nothing. You have nihilism, right? And, that, and so we exist now in a, in a society that is heavily influenced by nihilism. So people are trying to create value. Companies do take advantage of that. Uh, people don't have anything to turn to if they don't have something bigger than themselves to turn to. And so you're seeing these companies saying, hey, there's an opening here for us to push and try and create a culture in the future where people will be dependent on us, right? If they can be the, if they can change culture within 10 years, it's why all the marketing is always towards kids. It's not toward you or I. Our beliefs are firm. They know they're not going to change us, but they do know that if they advertise to kids, there'll be new normals set. And in 10 years, you're talking about abortion recently fascinating that 10 years ago if i were to tell you have a conversation with anyone on the street will they be okay with late-term abortion the answer would be no it's a very very fringe position you talk about abortion today a lot of conversations i've had with people they're okay with up to the moment the child is born and so these again like i said these companies big tech hollywood are not trying to change where we sit you or i today they're trying to change where people sit in 10 years and then those new normals are constantly being set and they're being set at a faster rate than ever so when i say 10 years that was 10 years ago now every two years every one year you know we have a supreme court justice who can't define the word woman that should be something that most of the population finds extreme they don't we're putting biological men in prison with women we are putting men who have sexually assaulted women in prison with women and we don't see a huge percentage of the population outrage and speaking up and it's because, again, all of corporate America, all of Hollywood, all of big tech are only allowing one narrative and one narrative only. And what are we doing? We're being pushed into silence. I heard, sorry to go on a rant like this, but I heard when I was listening to the show previously, one of the messages that was pushed was that there are virtues like courage that need to be re brought to the, to the top of society again, because our, our entire country is based on certain virtues and every country that has succeeded in history has maintained these virtues, virtues like courage, virtues like fortitude, being able to speak when no one is willing to speak. And that is where your power is. And that is where we are silencing ourselves the most. We're actually taking agreeableness and safety and saying these are the most important things in society. And you have an inversion of truth happening because of that, because those are inversions of virtues. They are the antithesis of actual virtues. 
And so I think it's kind of created a weird dynamic now where all these things are being pushed to the forefront. Amen. We're talking with Elon Shulovich. He is the CEO of Agard, agardwatches.com. You should check it out. Uh, he's got his commercials there, too. You can see the one on women, the men, and I think you have a, one for police officers, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. And, yeah, one, what about just American uh, values and, and freedom as well? So we've got a, a couple up there. And you're, you're based out of Florida, and Florida is in the news big time right now, seeming uh, in a major combat against Disney and woke politics. Disney is a powerhouse of a corporation. I mean, I don't know how many billions of dollars they have in assets right now. And, uh, and Florida is taking that on. What is that like from your perspective? My perspective, it's healthy that is happening. Again, you have these, these corporations essentially just trampling uh what a lot of americans believe i think it's interesting that desantis is one again he's one of the few people who's willing to stand up and say hey look certain things that are happening today need to be challenged uh i think you have a part of the country that is playing nice and a part of the country that isn't playing nice and so until there's some kind of equal playing field where people are playing the same game we're going to be trampled on and so I'm happy to see that there's some pushback against Disney. I was happy to see it that it wasn't just Florida pushing back. There was a massive response to Disney for what they were pushing from the general population. It's just not getting a lot of attention, but there's a huge amount of people who were very bothered by the kind of things that Disney was putting out there. So, again, it's good that it's happening. Well, go ahead, Adrian. You know, the, I was uh, just uh, the video just came out from the the TFP Student Action, and they uh, had a they were having a satanic club at a children's uh, at a at a school at a elementary school in Louisiana, and so they report they recorded a video of one of the people going up and testifying against satanic school, and I thought it was so profound because this guy he was just some guy he's not speaking eloquently he just has this kind of mentality that this is bad, and he said people are asking me did I look up this people did i find out who's running this and things like that he goes i don't need to it's called satanic school i know who satan is and that if they're called satanic then we should be against it and praise be to god they were able to uh knock them out uh only only got one vote for for keeping it and the rest of the votes for against it which was even that surprising uh what about these kind of things that are happening all over the place and should people well i guess we're coming up on our break so i don't, I don't know if we should be asking a question but at least on the other side of the break the question of the whole idea that companies should stay out of it that we have to just have our the people movement towards it and uh, what can companies do people have small companies because they we can't take on these disney corporations with these small companies right uh but at the same time we have yeah. to do something so hold that thought though because we're right up against a hard break here we're talking with uh, Elon Shulovich, he is the CEO of Agard Watches. You can find them online at egardwatches.com. That's e Agard Watches, uh, egardwatches.com. Check them out. Beautiful watches, but more importantly, a very courageous stand in a culture in a time where nobody's taking that stand. So we're having this conversation with Elon Shulovich. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. More of Catholic Drive Time is headed your way. Please do us a favor. Share us with a friend. Don't go anywhere. Hi. 
Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily, ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you, praise be to God. Good morning to you. Ilan Shurlovich is our guest. He is the CEO of Egard Watches, egardwatches.com. Check him out online. Uh, good morning to you again, sir. Thank you for your time. I want to ask you about uh, censorship. This is something we've been dealing with quite a bit here on our program. Uh, we've been slapped a number of times uh, by our uh, masters, YouTube and Google, <laughs> but you've also experienced this, the, this uh, commercial that you created, which we played a bit of on our program a uh, week before last. You've, you've been told you are not allowed to promote this video. Tell us about that. Yeah, Facebook and Google, YouTube uh, said it was election advertising or political advertising, which is not new for us. The video that was humanizing police uh, was deemed political as well, and they restricted it. And they've also, to some degree, shadow banned our channel. We have a lot of subscribers and our views went down tremendously after we started putting out these videos. Uh, we've seen the views go up and then be taken down. It's very weird. There's a lot of things they've done. Um, again, it's, you know, I used to think it was a conspiracy until it started. <laughs> you know, it's like people are telling me views are going down. I don't believe. And then I literally watched it happen on my channel, and I was like, oh, no, it's happening. It's real. Yeah, it happens to us. Uh, in fact, we've been stricken many times, and now we're pretty much shadow banned, and it's almost impossible for us to get a lot of watch time on YouTube, which is why we are on a bunch of other channels. So, I mean, think about that for a second, uh, Mr. Shurlovich. We live in a time and an age where you're not allowed to have a public voice, mm -hmm. even if you pay for I it. Yeah, they just won't even let you pay for it. Yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, again, I think it's an inversion of truth. It's a it's a denial of the individual and people who want to do that. People who don't believe in any form of absolute truth happen to have this power right now, and they'll do whatever they can to prevent it from being spoken into the world. It's interesting because it connects to what was said previously about what can people do. And I always tell myself, I'm like, if I can even expose a message to two people, to five people, if there's a million people like me out there speaking, and that's 5 million people, and those 5 million people will continue to speak, and that will become 10 million people, and those 10 million people will continue to speak, and that will become 50 million people. Change doesn't have to happen today. I just have to keep speaking into the world 
and there'll be a response to it because it's the truth. Uh, the truth has more power than a thousand lies. So that's always my recommendation to people is to the extent of not damaging, you know, I understand people have to put food on the table. You can't go out there and, and get yourself fired. But you do have to find ways to start speaking up and to start trying to affect change, even if it's on a really small scale, because we're all in it together. It's our future. It's our children's future in the end of the day. Amen. You know, one of the things that uh, struck me when I ran into the story, we had we had done a, a small spot a few weeks ago talking about your, your video, as we mentioned, about what is a woman. And uh, I saw this this news article about you guys getting, getting censored, and I said, oh, amen, one struggle, here we go, it's just, this is what we're going through, you know, and we end up talking about, we always somehow get back to the relationship between public and private entity, right, how private entity tends to override all of the, the means for us to communicate, and I like what you just said, you know, as long as you keep uh, producing content, as long as you keep talking about the issue at hand and, and speaking truth, you know, you're going to convert people. But I want to I want to just kind of flip the coin a little bit and say, well, how do we do that when we're censored? How 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 do you plan on moving forward now that you're you're censored and shadow banned on all of the platforms where people, you know, get get your information from? So the the frustrating part about that is that the people I want to reach the most aren't necessarily people who agree with me. I want to put messages out in the world that get people to rethink. Otherwise, I'm preaching to the choir, which is nice. It's important for people to know that they, again, have representation for their point of view. But how do I get out and how do I start even reaching people who are on the fence? How do I start slowly affecting culture that's kind of the other side has done so well, which is pretty much <laughs> managed to get their point of view across to every single person in the entire world exactly. and not allow any other point of view. I'm not interested in not allowing any other point of view. I'm interested in just really making sure people can hear what I have to say. Uh, I think there's alternative channels nowadays. I don't think they necessarily reach the people I would like to reach. Like I just said, that category, again, they're people who believe in what I believe. But I do think more and more and more people are looking for alternative channels to YouTube, to Google, to Facebook, we see it in the numbers, to Netflix, we see the numbers, they're going down. So there is a cultural shift happening. Uh, there's a tidal wave, I believe, coming. I hope it's coming. And so, again, if that content is out there, people will seek it. People will always, in the end of the day, at some point in their lives, have an opportunity to seek truth. And so we just need to have a place where it can be. And there are these alternative places and people will come find it eventually. You know, everyone kind of has their own moment, I feel. I love the fact what you were saying about, you know, if we if every single person that believed this got up and started speaking the truth, well, then you would just even if you can only reach a couple people, then you would reach a ton of people because so many people are speaking about it. And I think that's really the thing, because people are always talking about the silent majority. And that actually makes me sad because. The idea that the majority of people are sane, the majority of people think that women are women and men are men, uh, that believe very clear and very simple truths, but don't say anything, that, that's just mind-boggling, and it's almost worse, because there's an apathy there. So I think uh, one of the things that is good, and I think one of the things that is uh, beneficial is letting people know they're not alone. I think a lot of what the media is trying to do by censoring people is to isolate people, to make them think, well, I'm the only person I know that believes that a woman is a woman. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, women can become men. Uh, maybe then I'm wrong about gay marriage. Maybe I'm wrong about all these different things because they try to isolate us and make us feel that we are alone in the culture. Uh, could you speak a little bit about that element to it? 
So I don't necessarily think it's apathy. I think people a lot of the time now act out of fear instead of mm. out of love. Uh, and so I think that that is sad. You know, it takes uh, it takes a lot of courage to kind of risk. And again, I said people have to put food on, on their kid's table. That is your, you know, it's very hard to take a risk with that. It was it was hard for me. I put my, my company forward. The first time we did that What is a Man video, the, the mainstream narrative was tech, masculinity is toxic, masculinity is toxic. Every company, every message, if you stand up for men, you're a terrible human being. You're a men's rights activist. You're this, that. Like, and just even being associated with that would make you supposedly an endorser of rape and all these things. I had accusations, not accusations, but I had like people saying like, oh, this guy endorses groups that support rape, this guy, this, that. They would do anything to destroy your character. Um, but you just have to be headstrong in your beliefs and, and again, keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And when you get tired and you don't want to get up and walk anymore, you got to get up and keep walking. That's your only option. It's where your power is. Uh, we're talking with Mr. Ilan Shulevich. He is the CEO of Egard Watches. That's E-G-A-R-D, watches.com. We're getting a lot of great feedback on our multiple chats because we have to diversify as much as possible. Uh, but uh, on YouTube and everywhere else, uh, you know, there, I, I put the link in the chat so that you guys could check out his website. You can see not only his beautiful watches, but those commercials I was referring to as well. And, uh, and they are going there. So they're very grateful for you having the courage to speak out, Mr. Shulevich. Uh, let me talk about uh, uh, your the pushback here. So, I think the the people operate out of fear in these big companies. They they, they rush to become wokeized in order to avoid the mob and the uh, the pitchforks and the torches. How has that crowd reacted to you? How have you been able to ride the wave? Well, you know, I'm lucky. I'm I'm not scared of of them at all i have no fear about it like i said i'm an actor as well i know it's for sure damaging to my career um and that's okay uh it just came down to a decision very early on of what i was willing to sacrifice and then never being willing to apologize for it uh and so i think people can sense that people can feel when you're not willing to apologize and then do they really want to start that fight with you because i'm not dependent on that i can sell you know, my product to half the country. I can create content for half the country and I can slowly start getting that out to more and more people and hope again that people are willing to listen, willing to have talks, willing to have debates. It's interesting. I've tried, you know, I've been on a lot of media and news. No one has wanted to debate me on basic, basic things. And I'm, I've wanted to debate about abortion. I've wanted to debate about uh, the, the, you know, what is a woman? <laughs> I've wanted to have these talks. But we exist in a time where even that scares people, even mm -hmm. that offends people on the other side, because they don't want to have any opportunity for you to win that argument or for you to present yourself in a way that is humanizing. And one of the things I've tried to do consistently in my videos and in my messages and whenever I talk is humanize. Because if you look at the opposition, what are they doing? They're dehumanizing people. It's again, it's an attack of extreme identity politics. It's you are less than me because of some aspect of yourself or some opinion that you have. And uh, whether it was an attack on men, now it's an attack on women in many ways, whether it was an attack on police, these are always attacks. They're never messages of love. And so if you look, what I try and do genuinely is put out messages that are in support, not an attack. And I think that's a huge shift that has to happen for corporate America, where the message they, messages they put out have to stop 
erasing something and start supporting something, hmm. right? So it, it's a fascinating kind of dynamic, but I think that that's given me a little one-up because it's hard to attack a video that is showing all the wonderful things men have done in society. It's hard to attack a video that's bringing light to the beauty of what a woman is. Yeah. And so they're always in a position, I think, where they just either send me hate mail, which is fine, I get those emails from people, but they don't really take it on like they would someone who they feel they can truly destroy. Based on emotions and not facts. Um, we're, we're, we're getting down to the wire here. Uh, you're, you said your career's in jeopardy in Hollywood. I, I've, I've, I've talked to a number of actors and people who work in Hollywood, and they say there's a quiet conservative uh, wave there, but they don't want to speak out because of fear. You've got about 60 The amount seconds. of fear in, in Hollywood is astonishing. It's astonishing the amount of people who are scared to say anything. And then what, what do they do? Because Hollywood by nature creates an environment where people are dependent, right? It's almost parasitic by nature. If you're an actor, you're relying. That's why you see such toxic behavior coming out of there. Yeah. You need someone to give you the opportunity. You need someone to give you your power, your value. And so they're willing to do anything. They're willing to go against their own values in a second because they, their highest priority is just what they perceive as success. Um, well, and so, I, sorry, we're out of long. time. We're out of time. <laughs> but uh, Elon Shurlovich, CEO of Eggard Watches, check him out online. We are not sponsored. Just a, a great company standing up for truth. Eggard Watches. That's E G A R D Watches dot com. Mr. Shurlovich, thank you for your time today. God bless you. God love you. God bless. Thank you so much. All right, that is going to do it for hour number one today of Catholic Drive Time. Thank you for joining us. If you can hang out with us in the next hour. We have prizes to give away with a brand new sponsor this week of Fear and Dremeling. So stick around for that. Otherwise, we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. God bless you. God love you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. if everyone read the lives of the saints why not start today a friendly suggestion from guadalupe radio network hi this is walter crawford with homeschool connections a proud sponsor of the guadalupe radio network please save the date for this year's the catholic homeschool conference it's virtual so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community it's friday june 10th and saturday june 11th our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. 
Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Hi, I'm Tracy Sanchez from St. Augustine Catholic School. You're listening to AM 1430 KSHJ Houston, part of the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning to you. It is Monday. April the 25th, 2022. Can you believe it? April is almost over. It's it's May, for crying out loud. Almost. We're like so close. It's. I feel like the calendar is speeding up on us. I'm not sure I'm happy about that. And still no April showers. It's coming. How can we expect it's coming. any May flowers? Mm. I've seen a bunch of May flowers mm. in April mm. already. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. Praise be to God. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great week. I'm actually excited about some of the conversations that we're going to be having this week. Also, guess what's coming tomorrow? Tomorrow mm, is tomorrow, Tuesday. Tomorrow, I love you. How's that song go? I have never heard that song, Joe. Adrian has. Good morning, Adrian. <laughs> Good morning. Howdy, howdy. You've heard that song. Yeah, I've definitely heard that song. You know, what Annie. Is, yes. We uh, watched Annie over the Annie. weekend. Really? As a family. I love Annie. It's a, it's a, good, it's a great movie. Uh, my favorite song is probably uh, this. Whenever they meet Sandy, mm-hmm. and like uh, whenever she's singing "Dumb Dog." Yeah, my favorite song. I sing that to my dog all the time, <laughs> constantly. I'm you dislike dog. your dog. And uh, but no, Annie's great. The musical is great as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a ten out of ten. Would recommend. So we watched it wholesome. with VidAngel filters. Yeah. So there's that. Oh, you did need it cut to do out that? The, uh, did that cut out whenever uh, there's some stuff they're drunk? There, yeah, like that kind of stuff. We try to oh, cut that stuff okay. out. So. Because uh, it's kind of rough on the little ones, but yeah. uh, but otherwise fun, a lot of fun. Well, it was a good good production, Annie, with Carol Burnett. Uh, but yeah, that's what we did over the weekend. You guys, I know Adrian went bike riding, and uh, Rudy, I saw you you posted a picture of a cardinal. How did you? Is it like a trained cardinal? Is it like a is that an no. AI robot or? So like, how do you get the cardinal to behave in frame right. while you're filming? So it's hard to do it. Uh, if you're part of our CDT Insider chat, you can see the video. I can link it on the chat as well on YouTube. But uh, I, I was doing, uh, I was, I was getting the bath ready for my daughter, and all of a sudden I heard 
this peculiar bird call. And I said, oh, that sounds like it's right outside the window. And I just went into my patio, nothing there. I went back inside. I heard it again. And I was like, no, that's by the door. I go out. And this beautiful northern cardinal is sitting right on the tree outside of my door. And I grabbed my camera. It didn't move. I took video of it. That's brilliant. It made an appearance. It was was an actor. It was uh, a very beautiful film that you produced. Paid, paid, paid actor. Paid actor, for sure. <laughs> it's very good. Hey, listen, we just wrapped up a fun conversation with Elon Shurlovich. He's great. Who was a Hollywood actor. Uh, he, he played in uh, The Walking Dead. He was also in a film with Mark Wahlberg about the, the Gulf Coast oil uh, explosion debacle thing. Um, which I've been meaning to watch that. I have never watched it, but he was in that as well. He's also the CEO of a watch company out of Florida called Agard Watches, and he has been standing up for the dignity of women and men in society, not caving into identity politics. Great conversation. And I was going to say, if you want to listen to that podcast, you could go to our website, but our podcast feed is broken right now. We discovered on Friday that it's been broken since December the 2nd. But it is not broken on our mobile app. You can listen to it there. It is not broken on iTunes. It is not broken on Google Play. So you can listen to the the podcast feed there. But uh, we're working on repairing everything on our website. But uh, we're going to have a great show for you this hour. We have a good news story, Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day. Plus, we're going to play our game show, Fear and Trembling, with new prizes at stake this week. So you could win. All you got to do is be the caller at... 15 past the hour. I'll give you the phone number there, but you can find it on our website too. If you wink, wink, nudge, nudge, hint, hint, if you want to give yourself an edge, go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Let's pray. Let's jump in. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided, inspired. By this confidence, I fly unto thee, O virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now here's your good news story for the day. It's a treasure story. And you know, I love treasure stories. It's from the Epic Times. I never dreamed of ever finding something like this. Woman finds a treasure chest during a beach cleanup. A mom of two from England who always hoped of finding a treasure has her dream realized after she dug up a chest during a beach cleanup event. Jenny Fitzgerald, who's 38, was cleaning a beach when she spotted the domed lid of a wooden chest poking out from the sand between Cart Gap and Happisburg in Norfolk. This is in England. She used her hands to dig down and hauled out the padlocked prize, which was about the size of a shoebox. Jenny, along with her two children, lugged the chest a mile back the coast to meet her husband James. Back at their caravan in Sea Palling, the family from Norwich pulled off the wood from the bottom of the box to discover 108 coins inside. Jenny thinks they are mainly Victorian pennies and a few medieval groats. I never dreamed of finding something like this, Jenny said. I'm always on the beach with my eyes down and hoping to find a couple of coins, but this is just on another level. Still shocked by her find, Jenny said she keeps pinching herself as she hasn't taken it all in yet. It's amazing. It's a once in a lifetime find, she says. What are the chances of that? I'm really lucky. I could easily have gone past it. I'm buzzing. First, I just liked found the shape of a piece of wood in the, in the sand and it drew me in. 
Then I heaved it out and realized it was a proper pirate treasure chest. Jenny was initially worried that she interfered with someone's time capsule or geocaching. However, after taking the treasure home, she and her children brushed away the box with toothbrushes on the kitchen table. The family couldn't open the massive padlock, but the wood started coming away at the base and the coins began to slide out, so they went at it with a screwdriver. Apart from the coins, the treasure also included pieces of either cut glass or gemstones, plus a pocket watch, a signet ring, and an old-fashioned key, along with a fob that says Ernest. Jenny, who works at a as a medical secretary, described the box as made of wood and probably iron with a hidden lining that she thinks was intended to keep it waterproof. The marking on the padlock says VR with a picture of a crown, so she thinks it could be Victorian. Jenny has reported the find to the local liaison officer, and he has to take the treasure chest to a museum to inform the landowner of the beach where she found it. It's a solid box, and the padlock is still intact. Someone really didn't want us to get in, Jenny said. Jenny found it so exciting that the treasure got the family thinking about the story behind it and who Ernest was. She and her son thought the treasure hoard was going to make them rich. <laughs> and that's good news. God love you. The saints of the day, yes, saints of the day, is both St. Mark, the evangelist, and Ananias. St. Ananias was the bishop and aide of St. Mark, and in the apocryphal Acts of Mark, Ananias is described as the second bishop of Alexandria. Mark states that Ananias was originally a shoemaker. Others list him as a nobleman who was consecrated by Mark and named to succeed him. As St. Mark was entering Rakotis, a suburb of Alexandria, after his trip from Cyrna to the Pentopolis, the strap of his sandal fell off and he found a cobbler, that would be St. Ananias, to repair it. While he was working on the sandal, the awl slipped in Ananias' hand, piercing it. He cried out, Heis Hotheus, or God is one, in response to the pain. Mark took the opportunity to preach the gospel of Christianity to him, and at the same time reportedly miraculously healing his wound. In any event, Mark was invited into his home where he taught the family the gospel and baptized them all. A large number of natives of the area were quickly converted by Mark and his followers. Mark, the outsider, decided it was best if he were to leave the area for a while. He ordained Ananias to be bishop in his absence, and he also ordained three priests and seven deacons at the same time, charging them to watch over the church of the area in his absence. Mark was gone for a period of two years, during which time he is said to have gone to Rome, Aquilia, and Pentopolis, preaching and performing miracles and winning converts at every location. On Mark's return, he found that the church in Alexandria had grown significantly, and that they were able to build a church for themselves. Following the martyrdom of Mark, Ananias became the patriarch of the church in Alexandria, and he remained in that capacity for over 17 and a half years. During that time, the number of Christians in the area grew significantly, and after he died, he was buried next to Mark at the church of Bacalis. It is a matter of some dispute whether Ananias was the first or the second patriarch of Alexandria. The Catholic Church and some others hold that Ananias was the first patriarch. The Coptic Orthodox Church of Alexandria holds that Mark was the first patriarch of Alexandria, making Ananias the second. Saints Mark and Ananias pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 20. Jesus appeared to the eleven and said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized 
will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Then the Lord Jesus, after he spoke to them, was taken up into heaven and took his seat at the right hand of God. But they went forth and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word through accompanying signs. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Gregory the Great would say, quote, Are we then without faith because we cannot do these signs? Nay, but these things were necessary in the beginning of the church, for the faith of believers was to be nourished by miracles, that it might increase. Thus we also, when we plant groves, pour water upon them, until we see that they have grown strong in the earth, but when, once they have firmly fixed their roots, we leave off irrigating them. These signs and miracles have other things which we ought to consider more minutely. Close quote, St. Gregory the Great. Pray for us. Adrian, what did you find? Yes, a number of things from Cornelius Alapidae. Here he says, one point being, go into the whole world. He says here that, yes, it's true that God, uh, that our Lord has ordered him to go and do this. And which he says is to be interpreted as not into Judea only, as ye have done hitherto, but up and down in all directions throughout the world. He says, he goes on to say, but they did not actually accomplish their goal of preaching to everywhere, as we now know, especially because, quote, in America, lately discovered, no traces of the faith of Christ have been found. So talking about the discovery of the new world at the time when Cornelius Alapide was writing. Another thing, Cornelius Alapide here is using this passage to fight against the Anabaptists, the Calvinists, and the Lutherans. He says that he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be condemned. This saying of Christ is abused to support their heresies, first by the Lutherans, to prove that faith alone without good works is sufficient to salvation. But I reply that the meaning of Christ is that he that believeth, he that believing in Christ in receiving his baptism, has been washed from his sins, imbued with the grace of God, and sanctified, he shall be saved. And he says to understand this, you have to understand that, yes, if you die after you have been baptized and you believe, you will go to heaven. But because people uh, commit sin afterwards, that means we have to follow the law of Christ that he commands. He says against the Anabaptists that the Anabaptists infer that, that the children should not be baptized because they cannot believe. He says, I answer, Christ is here speaking of adults. For only adults are able to believe, and all the preceding words apply to adults only. That little children ought to be baptized is plain from the perpetual tradition and practice of the church. In the words of St. John, Verily, verily, I say unto you, unless anyone be born of water and the Holy Ghost, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. He's like, it's pretty clear. Christ said no one can be saved. And if you want your children to be saved, you better baptize them. He goes on against the Calvinists saying that faith only is sufficient because of it alone Christ subjoins. 
he says here that for Mark, studying brevity left it to the reader to gather from what he had said immediately previously. So he's saying, look, if you take this passage on its own, you pull it out, then clearly it's going to be confusing. But he, he's expecting, Mark is, is expecting you to know what, ha what has been said before. And so we should know that if you only are relying on your faith and you do not receive the sacraments, that you cannot be saved. And that's very important for us to think about today and not let the this, this scripture be perverted by people to use uh, to promote, promote heresies that will lead us away from the church. We have to look at scripture as a whole and through the eyes of tradition. If we do not do that, we are liable to fall into false teachings and we can't do that at our judgment day. It'll be a sad day for us. So let's read scripture through the eyes of the church. Amen. Praise be to God. It is time to play our game show, Fear and Trembling, with new prizes at stake this week. You could win. All you need to do is make a phone call at 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. That's the phone number to call. Call right now. Phone lines are open. Rudy Carlos is standing by to take your call. First caller gets to be the contestant at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. Call right now. We'll be right back. Fear and Trembling is coming up next. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics? 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read Scripture. Read the Catechism. Listen to Apologetics tapes. Listen to Catholic Radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5, verse 10. Do not be afraid. Henceforth, you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four. Always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity. An opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five. Don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid-fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know, when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. <laughs> the Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host... 
Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time in Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So please do me a favor and tell nobody about our secrets or our agendas. All right? Keep that just between us. Praise be to God. You got a promise, though. All right? So number one, we like to teach the faith, and we look for teachable moments in the questions where you're probably going to learn something about your Catholic faith that you did not know before. Praise be to God. And then, of course, number two, we like to have a laugh. And as I've stated a million times, and I'll state a million times more, our callers truly are certifiably the best. They're the best. They laugh with us, and we enjoy that quite a bit. And then, of course, we give out prizes, which means this is a winner for everybody involved. Praise be to God. But for, if you're new here, for your sake, I shall explain. I do have three Catholic trivia questions in front of me. But uh, I don't ask the caller the questions, so they don't even need to know the answers. They could not know a single one and still win. That's because instead of asking them, I shall ask Rudy and Adrian, one of which will be correct, the other will be incorrect. The caller will then have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whom do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? And every correct answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win? Praise be to God. Our sponsor this week is a new sponsor, Holy Playing Cards. Holy Playing Cards are a fantastic way to cultivate an appreciation of the saints among your friends and loved ones while enjoying your favorite card games. Cards feature beautiful works of art representing 45 unique saints plus reverent depictions of Christ for the King of Cards. Amen. Return Christ the King's uh, supremacy in our hearts. Please check out their website and get yourself a set at holyplayingcards.com. Just don't make me play 52 pickups. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so they're generously sponsoring a game show with a deck of cards. Good luck having uh, a bunch of kids in the house and having a <laughs> single set of cards that is complete. And not missing mm. something. Good luck. Good luck. But <laughs> Holy Playing Cards, God bless you. Thank you, Holy Playing, HolyPlayingCards.com, for generously giving us gifts to give away this week. We're very excited. All right, let's go to the phones. I think we have an old friend on the line. Good morning to you, Mr. Jude. Yeah, thank you. Good morning. How are you today? Praise be to God, I am alive. And that counts. How are you? Another day in paradise, you know? <laughs> right, here, Amen. right here in River City. Praise be to God. H-Town, hold it down uh, for Houston, Texas. But the south side of Houston, right, uh, Mr. Jude? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Now, if I remember, you go to St. Helens? No, no, no. Uh, southeast, I am southeast of uh, Houston. I go to George at... St. Francis Cabrini. Oh, St. Francis Cabrini, another one of uh, Adrian's alma maters there. Praise be to God. Uh, is that where you were baptized, Adrian? That was where I was baptized in First Communion and Confession and everything and, else. All my siblings were baptized there. It's never been the same since, so there's that. Mr. Jude, praise be to God. We're glad to have you back. How was your Easter, sir? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Uh, we, we celebrated and uh, we prayed. And then celebrated on Sunday, Easter Sunday, and it was good. Our Reverend Father was, our parish priest was very, very good, and then he made us to understand good. the meaning of Easter. Amen. He preached yeah. the good news to the creatures of the world. That's, that's awesome. All right, let's, uh, let's play the game. We're going to start with Rudy, as is our custom here on the show. Praise be to our tradition, our patrimony. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. It's good to see you again. Hey, good to be here. Hey, are you ready, sir? I'm ready. 
Uh, you're not wearing the green tie, are you sure? It's got green stripes. Does it? Are, are you sure? Yep. Okay. God, okay. God gave me another day for this. Now, you're a historian, so let's start uh-huh. with a good history question mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure your thesis was in church history, so this should be a very easy question for you. Yes. What emperor embraced Christianity in about the year 312 A.D.? Well, my thesis was on the Roman sewer system. Was it? But uh, I do know a little bit about this, and it was Emperor Diocletian. Emperor Diocletian? Yes. Interesting. Did he make the sewer system? I'm just curious. Uh, no, he didn't, actually. He didn't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Emperor Diocletian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Adrian. Hey, Joe. Good morning to you. Hey. It's good morning. It is a good morning, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Praise be to God. It has not rained yet. Uh, but could you tell me, I'm just curious here, what emperor embraced Christianity in about the year A.D. 312? Yeah, okay. So, I mean, Diocletian's a great answer. I mean, he did make a lot of saints. But <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Constantine. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> just that, uh, you know, I live in Houston, so it's morning allergies. Yeah, I understand. Time. I took my Zyrtec <laughs> this morning. I get it. <laughs> Clear a 10, I think, is what I'm going to I'm going to go with... In some places, uh-huh. might be referred to as King St. Constantine. Some would say. Some would say. King St. Constantine, you say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Jude, you have choices. Is it Constantine, as Adrian seems to think, or is it Diocletian, as Rudy seems to think, 15 seconds on the clock? Who is right? Who is wrong? Mr. Jude, what say you? Uh, Emperor Constantine. Emperor Constantine. Come on, Diocletian. <laughs> Diocletian. He did make a lot of saints. He though. did. He did. <laughs> he made that was a good. Lot of saints. Yes, he did. Praise be to God. In fact, you are right. It is uh, the Emperor Constantine, although he was not baptized until his deathbed, and even then, it was by a, uh, an, er- uh, an Arian or heretic bishop. Dang. But the baptism still counts. Hey, we'll take it. So he died in a state of grace. <laughs> There you go. Praise be to God. All right, you're in for one, Mr. Jude. Congratulations. Let's see. I, this is going to be all easy question uh, Monday, I'm thinking here, because this is probably the easiest question we've ever asked anybody ever on the show, this, this next one. Pretty hard question. It, easily not the hardest. This is hardly the hardest ever. Here it, we go. It's an and hard question. I don't... Uh, uh, Adrian. That's my name. Who assisted Jesus in carrying his cross? Oh, yes. The one who had two sons that became bishops. Yes. That would be St. Simon of Cyrene. St. Simon of Cyrene, you say. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, let's go back to the historian and just get a second opinion on this. Um, Rudy, you look. You play the part well. You look like a history professor someplace. I don't Thank know. Thank you. You dress like one anyway. You have a pipe over there? I'm I not mean, a lib. You should have a pipe. I have one in my back. History professors smoke pipes. I think it's required, <laughs> by the way. Uh, can you tell me who assisted Jesus in carrying his cross? Well, I, I'm a little worried here. Maybe my history book is wrong, but Longinus really? the Repentant. Longinus the Repentant? Yeah. Wow. Huh. He, he was there. He didn't want to be there. He didn't, but he was there anyway? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Was that history book written by you? I'm just curious. Uh, no. Okay, good. Whew. All right. Mr. Jude, is it Longinus the Repentant, as Rudy seems to think, or is it St. Simon of Cyrene, as Adrian seems to think? Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Mr. Jude, what say you? Oh, Simon of Cyrene. Are you sure? 
Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> so wise, Mr. Jude. So, Mr. Jude, was that not Can't the easiest question him. ever? That was like the easiest question ever. Like, I, I, I didn't even know how to make that harder. Simon so also didn't want to be there, though. It's true. Yes. Well, he was not there. At first. He was there. It's like, man. That counts. All right, you're in for two, Mr. Jude. Praise be to God. You're starting this thing off very, very well. Uh, this next one, I'm going to say, is probably the hardest question of today. Okay? So, uh... Uh, best of luck to you, Mr. Jude. Let's see how this goes. We're going to go back to to Rudy first. Tricky question here today. All right. Yikes. Uh, Rudy, can you tell me what side of the altar is the epistle side? Okay, we're talking about either left or right. <clears throat> yeah. We're talking yeah. far right <laughs> on the <laughs> epistle side. Far right. The right. It's Yes. The right. Okay, does it matter how far? Right. How far. Right. I think the, the not all altars are the same. It's not a nationalistic. I right, see, I see where you're going. Far right. But your answer is on the right side. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, God, I, I'm, now I'm curious. What will Adrian <laughs> say? Hey, Adrian, can you tell me what side of the altar is the epistle side? All right, so you're looking at the altar, right? Uh-huh. And you look to your left. Yeah. You look to your right. Uh-huh. And then you walk all the way across to the podium right. off to right. the, uh, mm-hmm. over by the choir right. loft, and you choir stand loft? there, and you read the epistle really? from over there. Choir That's loft? the epistle. I got to go to the choir loft? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. So you're saying it's on the... It's off to the left somewhere. It's off to the left someplace. Yeah. Some other place. Maybe over by the tabernacle. Who knows? Uh, all right, Mr. Jude. Is it on the left, as Adrian seems to think, or is it on the right... As uh, Rudy seems to think, what side of the altar is the epistle site on? Rudy or Adrian, what say you, Mr. Jude? Yeah, yeah, looking at the altar. On the left. Go the other way. Go the other way. I'm so sorry. Oh, Mr. Jude, I'm sorry. In fact, it was a tricky question. It is on the right. The epistle side is the right side. Could be just a Nova Sordo TLM kind of optics thing, but it's, it's on the right. There you go. You're in for two, Mr. Jude. You could still win. It's still possible. We'll have to see how the week goes. But God bless you, Mr. Jude. Thanks for playing the game with us. God bless you. Have a great day, Mr. Jude, and your work and whatever you're doing today. And that is going to do it for the radio side of our show. Please hang out with us in the after show if you can. Otherwise, we'll see you back here tomorrow with Clarissa and Daniel and their Mercedes. They're going to be on the show tomorrow. God bless you. God love you. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. It's not fair, Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Today is the Feast of the Apostles, St. Mark.
we offer this holy sacrifice for the intentions of all of our online viewers and all those listening to Guadalupe Radio Network. The King of love, my shepherd is, whose goodness faileth never. I nothing lack if I am his, and he is mine forever. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fall, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, Ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God. Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, You take away the sins of the world, Have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High. Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, Amen, Amen. Let us pray. O God, who raised up St. Mark, your evangelist, and endowed him with the grace to preach the gospel, grant, we pray, that we may so profit from his teaching, as to follow faithfully the footsteps of Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, clothe yourselves with humility in your dealings with one another, 
For God opposes the proud, but bestows favor on the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your worries upon him, because he cares for you. Be sober and vigilant. Your opponent, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, steadfast in faith, knowing that your brothers and sisters throughout the world undergo the same suffering. The God of all grace who calls you into his eternal glory through Christ Jesus will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you after you have suffered a little. To him be dominion forever. Amen. I write you this briefly through Silvanus, whom I consider a faithful brother, exhorting you and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Remain firm in it. The Chosen One at Babylon sends you greetings, as does Mark, my son. Greet one another with a loving kiss. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Responsorial Psalm. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. The favors of the Lord I will sing forever. Through all generations, my mouth shall proclaim your faithfulness. For you have said, my kindness is established forever. In heaven, you have confirmed your faithfulness. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. The heavens proclaim your wonders, O Lord, and your faithfulness is in the assembly of one. For who is in the sky can rank with the Lord? Who is like the Lord among the sons of God? <coughs> Blessed be the people who know the joyful shout. In the light of your continuance, O Lord, they walk. At your name they rejoice all the day, and through your justice they are exalted. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. We proclaim Christ crucified. He is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus appeared to the eleven and said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. If they lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Then the Lord Jesus, after he spoke to them, was taken up into heaven and took his seat at the right hand of God. But they went forth and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word through accompanying signs. The Gospel of the Lord.
Have you ever heard someone speak and you knew it was someone else who had told them that from that manner of speaking? That's what reading the Gospel of St. Mark is like. You can tell by reading the Gospel of St. Mark that it was actually written by St. Peter. St. Peter was, um, you know, St. Mark was St. Peter's secretary. He pretty much like wrote everything he said down. And you can tell, I always, I remember thinking like, boy, the Gospel of St. Mark really is very no-nonsense, short and to the point. And, you know, like even this passage here, you either believe or you don't, you know. It's, it's very much like St. Peter. Um, also, if you read it about the parts about St. Peter, it's the harshest critic on St. Peter, which is another pretty loud sign that St. Peter was the one who told Mark about things and Mark wrote them down. What does this mean for us? It means that we should live like St. Mark, like listening to the apostles. We should have a, a, a listening to the apostolic teaching of Jesus Christ because the very person of Jesus Christ is radiated in the lives of the apostles. So Jesus did not write anything down, but he wrote his love on the hearts of the apostles and the apostles were the ones that translated that into, they were the ones that did write it down. And uh, when we remind ourselves of that, what happens is we have a certain kind of intimacy with Jesus Christ. And that's what the, the, uh, the Easter season is really about. It's about that close friendship with the, the supreme mercy and love of Jesus. And uh, St. Mark especially uh, radiated that. There is a certain intensity. It's, it's short. It's 16, only 16 chapters, but it's a certain intensity. The other thing is, we can learn about it like the first reading when when it talks about deal clothe yourself with humility this is the other thing that's wonderful peter was very impulsive he just did he said and did everything didn't even didn't have a filter a lot of the times he you know he was the one like when jesus showed up uh and they were fishing he's like he just dove right in you know and and as soon as jesus was walking in the water he's like hey let me let me do that too or you know, he, he was very um, at the moment, but then he was also very truly humble. He didn't have a lot of vanity, um, because, perhaps because that was why Jesus chose him, because he was very simple and straightforward. And this is what St. Peter teaches us, to clothe ourselves with humility. If you ever have a problem with someone, with anyone, any person, or if you have a problem in your relationship with God, there's one thing you can always be sure of. You need more humility. Humility always changes the way that you relate with other people. You, you can never go wrong by humbling yourself. And humility is not based on just groveling you know, in front of someone else or, or just treating yourself like dirt. It's, it's recognizing your authentic dignity comes from God. You don't need anyone's approval. You don't need their respect or their love. You need to humble yourself before God. And you do that practically by humbling yourself before every creature in your life all day long. And that you can serve, you can truly begin to serve them with apostolic humility 
by just humbling yourself and saying, Lord, show me how you want me to love this person. Show me how you want me to serve the person that is in front of me. And if you do that, again and again, many times every day, you'll begin to love the way God loves us. Let us take these lessons from St. Mark, the evangelist, and let us ask for the, the apostle, the first of the apostles, uh, St. Peter, for his blessing on this day. Let us bring our petitions to the Lord. We pray for the whole church, that the church may shine forth with the resurrection joy of Jesus our Savior. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our Holy Father, all bishops and priests, that in the intercession of St. Peter, they may remain steadfast to the deposit of faith. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for government leaders, for peace in the world. We pray for an end to abortion, same-sex unions, gender confusion, and human trafficking. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick, the suffering, the poor. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for all of our beloved dead that they may enter the Father's eternal glory. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Eternal and blessed Father, we ask you to hear us, for we make these and all our petitions in the holy and living name of Jesus Christ, your Son, and through the powerful intercession of our blessed Mother Mary, as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Cielo allegrate, allegrate, O Maria. Reina del cielo allegrate, alleluia. Allegrate, O Maria. Allegrate, O Maria. Jesus resucitó. Reina del cielo, alegrate, alegrate, O María. Reina del cielo, alegrate, aleluya. Alegrate, O María. Alegrate, O María. Jesús resucitó. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all his holy church. As we venerate the glory of St. Mark, we offer you, Lord, the sacrifice of praise and humbly beseech you that your church may always persevere in the preaching of the gospel through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks 
Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord, for you have built your church to stand firm on apostolic foundations, to be a lasting sign of your holiness on earth, and offer all humanity your heavenly teaching. Therefore, now and for ages unending, with all the host of angels, we sing to you with all our hearts, crying out as we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaho, Plenis Uncheli et Terra, Gloria Tuha, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. A mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Mark, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, 
with your servant, Francis our Pope, Michael our Bishop, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you summoned before you, in your compassionate and merciful Father. Gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. Remember your servants, whom you called from this world to yourself. Grant that they who are united with your Son in death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection, when from the earth he will raise up in the flesh those who have died and transform our lowly body after the pattern of his own glorious body. To our departed brothers and sisters too, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory when you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Foreseeing you, our God as you are, we shall be like you for all the ages and praise you without end, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Row him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Proceptis salutaribus moniti et divin institutioni formati, audehemus dicere, Pater noster, qui es in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum, da nobis hodie, et emite nobis debita nostra, Sicut et nos dimitimus, debitoribus nostris, et me nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amahalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. On you stay, we tolly specata mundi, miserere nobis. On you stay, we tolly specata mundi, miserere nobis. On you stay, we tolly specata mundi, donna nobis pacem. Behold, the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
communion antiphon. Behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, says the Lord. Alleluia. of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. high feast we sing praise to our victorious king who hath washed us in the tide flowing from his pierced side praise we him whose love divine gives his guest the blood for wine gives his body for the feast love the victim of the priest where the paschal blood is poured, death's dark angel sheaths his sword. Israel's hosts in triumph go through the wave that drowns the foe. Christ the Lamb whose blood was shed, paschal victim, paschal bread, with sincerity and love, eat we manna from above. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that what we have received from your holy altar may sanctify us and make us strong in the faith of the gospel which St. Mark proclaimed through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bow down for the blessing. May Almighty God bless you, for he has made you steadfast in St. Peter's saving confession, and through it has set you on the solid rock of the Church's faith.
Amen. And having instructed you by tireless preaching of St. Paul, may God teach you constantly by his example to win brothers and sisters for Christ. Amen. So that by the keys of St. Peter and the words of St. Paul, and by the support of their intercession, God may bring us happily to that homeland that Peter attained on the cross, and Paul by the blade of a sword. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go in peace. The Mass is ended. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Regina Cheli, Letare, Alleluia. Quia quem meruisti portare, Alleluia. The prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Hi, I'm Emily Garcia from St. Rose of Lima Catholic Community. You're listening to AM 1430 KSHJ Houston, part of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.